The following discussion of the importance of voting and how to make a good pot of hot tea originally aired on May 4th, 2018 on the Friday edition of The Point on KPOV 88.9 FM, High Desert Community Radio in Bend, Oregon. Welcome to Catherine's Kitchen, where something is always cooking. I'm in the kitchen with myself today. I want to talk to you about the importance of voting, and I thought I'd also share directions for making a great cup or pot of hot tea to drink while you are going through your voter's pamphlet and marking your ballot. Those of us who are eligible have the right to vote this month. To be eligible to vote in Oregon, you must be a citizen of the United States, a resident of Oregon, at least 18 years old, and you must be registered to vote. Voting is very important to me. I'm only the third generation of women in my family who have been eligible to vote. Both of my grandmothers, Catherine Polson and Norma Fisher, were born before women in the United States had the right to vote. Catherine was born in Denmark in 1893, and Norma was born in Indiana in 1901. The 19th Amendment to the U.S. Constitution, which gave eligible women in the U.S. the right to vote, was passed by Congress on June 4, 1919, and ratified on August 18, 1920. So, the first presidential election in which women in the United States could vote was the 1920 election. Warren G. Harding defeated James Cox. That was less than 100 years ago, not all that long ago in the greater scheme of things. Think about your own family history. Who were the first women in your family who were able to vote in the United States? Women's right to vote was not easily won. It was a hard-fought struggle across the nation, beginning with the Women's Rights Convention held July 19th and 20th, 1848, in Seneca Falls, New York. According to the Boston Tea Party Ships website, the plans for the convention began on July 9, 1848, when five key members of the American women's suffrage movement met for tea in Waterloo, New York. Lucretia Mott, Martha Wright, Mary Ann McClintock, Elizabeth Cady Stanton, and hostess Jane Hunt. Over tea, these women expressed their views so passionately that while their meeting had probably started as a calm affair, it quickly became the launch pad for nothing less than the Seneca Falls Convention. This convention was the first women's rights conference in the Western world, and it was launched during a tea party. From the beginning of the struggle in 1848 until the ratification of the 19th Amendment in 1920 is 71 years. Women who began the struggle were not alive to finish it and see women cast their first votes for president across the U.S. My grandmother, Norma Fisher, was eligible to vote in the 1920 election, but my mother's mother, Catherine Polson, was not eligible to vote until she became a United States citizen in 1941. I take voting seriously and hope you do too, and I appreciate being a voter in Oregon where I receive a voter's pamphlet approximately three weeks before an election and my ballot two weeks before the election, and where I can either mail in my ballot or drop it off in a ballot box. This process allows me to be sure I am informed on the candidates and issues and to take my time voting. So, when I am reading through my voter's pamphlet and filling out my ballot, I like to have a nice cup of tea by my side. I take making tea seriously, too. I have teapots, cups, and mugs in a variety of sizes, and I have a variety of teas. Recently, I've been avoiding caffeine and drinking herbal tea, but I follow the same steps I did when I drank good black tea to make myself a cup or more. Because I like to take my time reading the voters' pamphlet and filling out my ballot, I make a two to three cup pot of tea. And to do that, I first fill my red tea kettle with enough water 
to fill my ceramic teapot in the mug I'm going to use, and then I put that kettle of water on the stove to heat until boiling. I pour that boiling water into my empty teapot and empty mug so they get warm while I once again fill the tea kettle with the required water and put it back on the stove to heat. But this time I use cold filtered water. I heat the water until just before it boils. If you have made as many pots of tea as I have, you will be able to hear the sound of steam just beginning to come out of the tea kettle spout when the water is at the right temperature. Take the kettle off the heat. Empty the teapot of the hot water used to warm it. You can put the used water in a pitcher so you can use it once it cools to room temperature to water your house or outdoor plants. And when the time is right, do the same with the water heating your tea mug. My teapot comes with an infuser, a metal insert covered with tiny holes. I fill my infuser with three heaping teaspoons of dry tea leaves because I know that my teapot holds enough water to make three good-sized mugs of tea. The number of mugs I may need to read through the voter's pamphlet and mark my ballot at my leisure. Then I put that infuser into the teapot. You need to decide how much tea your pot holds and how much you want to make. Then use one heaping teaspoon of dry tea leaves for each cup of hot tea. If your teapot does not have an infuser, use a tea ball which is a hollow ball of perforated metal that is designed to hold dry tea leaves. It will have a chain attached so that it can hang from the side of your teapot or tea mug after you have filled it with the appropriate amount of dry tea leaves. I don't think I told you you have to make sure to add the hot water to your teapot after you've put your infuser into the pot. Then let your tea steep between 3 to 5 minutes. While it's steeping, cover the pot with a tea cozy, which is a thicker padded cover that fits over a teapot, or wrap it in a few towels to keep the tea warm. Once the tea has steeped to your taste, remove the infuser or tea ball and pour the tea into your warm cup or mug. Cover the teapot again with the cozy so you will enjoy hot tea throughout your voting process. And remember, you can put the used tea leaves into your compost pile. Perhaps you like to add lemon or milk to your tea. Or what about honey or sugar? Tea is a wonderful beverage and just the thing to drink while you're exercising your right to vote in the upcoming elections. On behalf of my grandmothers and myself, I thank you for your informed participation in our democracy. The opinions expressed on Catherine's Kitchen were mine, not necessarily those of anyone else at or associated with KPOV. Catherine's Kitchen is produced at KPOV High Desert Community Radio in Bend, Oregon. Catherine's Kitchen is available in KPOV's archives for a month after it originally airs, and it is available as a podcast at audio.kpov.org. Until next time, keep feeding your bellies and your souls. Thanks for listening to this KPOV Catherine's Kitchen podcast. KPOV is community radio for the high desert of Central Oregon. For more information and our program schedule, go to kpov.org. We value your feedback. Drop us a note at podcast at kpov.org.